0: Listening to the podcast 82488. Momo hopped on a tractor that sputtered through the tunnel in the cliffs north of the river where the tiger's lair had been. They took another half day to reach the railway station. Over his shoulder and tied to the bedroll, he carried an aluminum canteen and an enamel mug clinged loudly against each other. And that was a selection from today's novel, Swimming Back to Trout River, by author Linda Raifong. Page 8. Yes, maybe even a mouse's liver in a manner of speaking. But the idea is that we don't always know, you see, what the great transformation will turn us into," she told Junie. It would be years before Junie could fully understand what this meant. Seven, to be exact. Near the center of the village, the river changed all year long. Sometimes the current had a palpable heaviness to its texture, and its sound too. Sometimes the river was so flat and opaque that when she rode on the back seat of Grandpa's bicycle as they crossed the stone bridge, Junie could imagine tossing a pebble at it and thought it just might glide clear across the surface. At other times, her eyes got caught by some boy her age squatting at the river's edge slapping a twig in the water and watching the splashes rise up and disappear into the channel who can say how a child puts down tiny imperceptible roots in a place for some it might have been years of walking barefoot in the damp mountains from the mud that caked at their feet and seeped under their fingernails or it might have been moisture and breeze, the smell of fungi and moss in their wake, the patterns of leaf fall and resprouting, the regeneration and degeneration of matters, vegetal and mineral, as they endlessly passed through now one life, now another, until all this became something more than chance, something that imprinted its mark on a child. Chuni's grandparents taught her to read and write at home. And on summer nights, the constellations supplied lessons in history and literature. The year she turned to ten, Grandpa found one day he could no longer climb the bamboo ladder to the attic with... Page 24 With More Glory He now turned to Momo, his face animated. Trout River will never be the same again because of you. In that moment, Momo understood that it had been childish of him to love physics for its own sake, for the elegance of its laws. Rather, it was a way to build things where there once had been nothing. He understood that all of Trout River now waited builder. This fact had now set him apart from everyone else here, whether he liked it or not. On the day of his departure, after he said goodbye to family and fellow villagers, Momo hopped on a tractor that sputtered through the tunnel in the cliffs north of the river where the tiger's lair had been. They took another half day to reach the railway station. Over his shoulder and tied to the bedroll he carried, an aluminum canteen and an enamel mug clanged loudly against each other. When he reached the station platform, Momo was surprised to see that another small crowd had gathered to see him off nearby villagers who also wanted to catch a glimpse of a university student. When the Beijing-bound train began pulling away, these villagers, young and old, waved as if they too had watched him grow up. There was only one difference. Their eyes said that they didn't expect him to of unborn babies. Surely Granny Lou knew Kasia, wanted a boy and was playing into it. She was an avid matchmaker and amateur midwife and seemed to have an endless amount of time to devote to the mergers and acquisitions of human beings. Boy or girl, I have no preference either way, he now said with as much tact as he could muster. After Momo first met Kasia in the dentist's office, it was Granny who told him more about this intriguing young woman. No, she did not have a perspective as the word went, and no, she'd never had a boyfriend before as far as anyone could tell. Momo had been grateful to Granny then for these pieces of intelligence, for giving him courage and ammunition for his next encounter. He held back the harsher words for after Granny Lou left, about the sway this woman had over Kasia. Who really ought to know better, he emphasized. But there are things we have no way of knowing yet with science, Kasia said. And until we do, what's wrong with investigating other means? Granny Lou's Predictive record is stellar. Record, Momo said. It's just a coincidence. Nothing is a coincidence, Cassia said with conviction. And science is not the only form of knowledge. You don't want to believe that, but I know. How would you know? From life. Cassia's face darkened, and so Momo dropped the topic. As Casia and Momo constructed bridges into their imagined future, Juni floated about the aquatic confines of her mother's womb. Before she could breathe on her own, she drew out stories from her parents. They began to reach far back into their own. The End Swimming back River, Linda Rai Fong. Throughout the flight of literature, you will find a story that touches your soul. Please support the authors in this show by viewing the books on the website 82488.com. That's numbers 824, the word 80, and the number 8.com.